0: Hey, this is Al Petrali from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and you're with my buddy John over at Iron City Rocks. See you guys soon. Hey, this is John Oliva, and you are listening to Iron City
1: Rocks. So crank it up, or I'll come in to get you. This is Derek Whelan, keyboard player with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, everybody, this is Joel Hoekstra from Night Ranger and Trans-Siberian Orchestra. You're listening to Iron City Rocks.
2: Hello and welcome to episode 223 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host Sean, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Holiday traditions are real big this time of the year, and one holiday tradition that's big with us here at Iron City Rocks is the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. John recently had a chance to talk to TSO guitarist Joel Hoekstra about their upcoming show here in Pittsburgh and their current tour. So without further ado, here's Joel Hoekstra.
0: To the show. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Trans Siberian Orchestra and also from the band Night Ranger, we have joining us on the line, Joel Hoekstra. How are you doing, Joel? Great. Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. Um, The TSO is making their annual holiday run into uh, Pittsburgh on the 7th to the Consol Energy Center. Um, Obviously, the TSO is no stranger to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is no stranger to the TSO. Um, But this is a pretty special uh, tour. You guys are going to be kind of putting a new stage uh, show, if I'm not mistaken, to life, and you're also going to be putting to bed kind of one of the performances. Can you talk a little bit about how the shows are going so far? Uh, This tour has exceeded all expectations. It's,
1: you know, it just gets better and better every single year. Um, You know, Paul O'Neill just has outdone himself with the production this year. Uh, It's fabulous. Uh, The front half of the show um, is the story of The Lost Christmas Eve. Um, and this is the last tour. We'll, we'll be performing that on the front end of the show. So okay. um, <clears throat> anyway, it's everybody's last opportunity to hear that story. And uh, so, yeah, the turn have been fabulous. The attendance is, is, is way up. We're on an, uh, a major upswing. So um, we're having a great time. Um, the band is really playing, I feel like, better than ever, and so it's, mm-hmm. it, we're firing on all cylinders, I feel like.
0: And yeah, on, guitar, on guitar, which your instrument, um, I'm assuming Chris Caffery will be uh, back alongside uh, kind of a master for ceremonies. Anybody else on guitar this time? I know we've had... Um you know, we've had uh, some members of Testament and some guys like that joining us uh, along the way. But uh, who else do you have on stage with you? Yeah, I mean well the thing
1: with Trent Siberian is you know, we're really we're one big band that kind of splits mm-hmm. two ways at this time to, you know, maximize the um <clears throat> maximize the impact of the stories around Christmas. I mean, we're obviously trying to get as many dates around that time frame as possible around the holiday That's season. True. So um, you know, out west there's Al Petrelli and Angus
0: Clark are the guitar players
1: and uh, Chris Caffrey and myself are um, touring the
0: East this year. Okay. So just to, I wasn't sure yet. I mean, with so much guitar work in this musical, I was sure if, honestly two would be enough, but that's, uh, that's cool. I know. Yeah, it
1: is. I mean, on. we have, we have other guitar players, you know, playing support at times, you know, support oh, right. rhythm. Um, but for the most part, it's really just the two of us playing all the lead work and, and whatnot.
0: Awesome. Well, let me ask you this, because, you know, um, for those who haven't seen, uh, the trans-siberian visually uh, uh other than kiss i don't know what to compare it to um how challenging is it with you for you as a, as a performer a visual performer to deal with you know the explosions are going to be in different places than you might have been used to a year ago you know this ramp does this and stuff like that I mean, does that kind of take a while to get used to so, so you're kind of comfortable to move around on stage yeah
1: well thankfully you know um Paul pools his resources, and uh we actually have full production rehearsals heading into the tour, okay. which I think is extremely important because yeah, we wouldn't wanna get out on the deck and and even musically uh we wouldn't wanna ha we wouldn't wanna get out until we're firing on all cylinders, so um he does a really good job of you know like I said, pooling his resources, making sure we're thoroughly prepared for all of that, and uh you know it's safety first even though it looks dangerous.
0: Yeah, I, I know, you
1: know, you always hear the
0: mishaps and, you know, the spinal tap type moments, uh, and a show like yours certainly lends itself to, you know, someone expecting, uh, you know, the ego ramp to be there, and it's not quite where they thought it was, you know, or you get lost in the dark kind of stuff, so it was always a curiosity of mine. Um, you mentioned the first half of the show being The Lost Christmas Eve. Um, what can people expect from the second half? Are you going to be featuring some stuff from Mike Castles, or is it sort of more, you know, kind of touched on all the albums?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's going to be some songs from the Nightcast album, but it's it's basically opens uh opens up to whatever it is we feel like showcasing on any particular mm-hmm. tour. So, um okay. it's a little bit more of a free for all, if you will. And um but there's a nice diverse you know, element to the second half. I don't want to give it away to people that haven't come to see the, the tour yet this year. Some people um, really would rather not have the info, the spoilers, yeah, if absolutely. you will. You know, so uh, but yeah, you know, there's there's a nice variety in the second half, and we we rock it out.
0: Yeah, that that has always seemed kind of like a, a fun, you know, to be able to kind of pick and choose from different album stuff. Um, can I ask you know, as, as a guitarist, how how did you become involved with the Trans Siberian Orchestra? Like, what was your you know at kind a of point where they you got on their radar or they got on your radar, I had a couple of friends in the band
1: that um, when there was an, an availability or you know they were looking for a guitar player that threw my name in and and uh, you know I auditioned just like everybody else. I went in and the first time I auditioned for Al Petrelli and the second time I auditioned for Paul O'Neill and uh, lucky luckily I uh, passed the test.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's going to be you know. I, I don't know who would be more intimidating there. You know, Al is, is, uh, you know, kind of a quiet, uh, mastermind, you know, in a lot of this stuff, I think, you know, he's, yeah. he's, he's an extremely you know, versatile, versatile, uh, guitar player, just
1: like unbelievable musician. Um, great yeah. guy to be associated with. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, look, I just try and do my best in every situation, I, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, I, it, not a matter of intimidation, just as much respect. You know, I mean Absolutely. that I, I respect uh, Alan Paul and uh, and what they've done here, a tremendous amount. And uh, it's brilliant. more more coming from that. And you know, at uh, you know I'm a, obviously a veteran musician, so it's kind of like you know I just give my best every time. That's all you Absolutely.
0: can expect. You know. Yeah. Now you did a, did a did a stint, or maybe you're still working with it with with the Broadway musical Rock of Ages, correct? Yeah, I'm the guitar player
1: in that show. And uh okay. so, you know, at, at times like this, I just I I take off. I have um six subs that go in for me. Okay. And uh you know, they're very cool about that there. We've been running so long. We're one of the longest running Broadway shows of all time already. It's mm. pretty amazing. We've been going 5 years. So, uh um, yeah. yeah, it's it's been a, you know, a tremendous opportunity for me to to basically gig every single day of my life you know
0: it's like yeah. i get home
1: from tour and i'm right into a gig
0: so yeah and that's you know i think kind of the key you know in this day and age you know with with record shows what they are i mean the kind of work you're able to be doing is, is probably one of the most ideal situations you would think yeah musician, i think with the you know uh,
1: it's the only way to do it these days you
0: know i don't think anybody's mm-hmm. really
1: selling enough albums to uh, um um you know make a make a really great living, so I just kind of head out every day and and uh and play a gig and it's it's really been great I mean mm-hmm. no complaints man you know it's uh it's really a wonderful opportunity there's so many great players that don't get that opportunity, so I try and take full advantage of it
0: absolutely now you've done um you know according to some research i've done you've done uh, some work with people like some d Snyder and such do you do a lot of session work on the side? Um, yeah, I've been doing some recording. I have a couple
1: side projects um, in the works right now, and um, I'm real excited about. And yeah, I mean, I I pretty much did a lot of guest solos this year for people, and uh, you know, full tracks on some people's albums. And yeah, it's not you know, I it's not the bulk of my schedule because it's so consumed with like playing live these days. Um, yeah. But certainly, I you know, I take on whatever sessions I can. Absolutely. Now, are you are you still
0: uh, working with Night Ranger, correct?
1: Yep. Uh, it's uh, been six years, I think, with the band. Six
0: years, wow. It seems like a blink of an eye in some respects. Um, what, what's going on with the band there? I know uh, probably two years ago, I believe, the guys came through Pittsburgh and did a show down at the uh, Amphitheater Station Square, which was great to see. But, uh, yeah, the I mean, place. we
1: always... Pittsburgh is really good to us. Every time we're there, I think it's a great rock town. So um, Every yeah. time we're through, we seem to have a great enthusiastic audience i think we did Ribfest one year and i think we came here yeah. with journey and foreigner in
2: 2011
1: so yeah we're in pittsburgh usually every year i don't know if we get there this past summer or not i can't i can't believe really
0: we 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 did get a chance to see you I, I think that about <clears> the journey journey foreigner combination that was a great great one as well any um plans for 2014 or that's still kind of unfolding yeah, well, the gigs
1: are coming in as we speak, and you know the main thing that we're doing is right now is wrapping up uh, recording an album, and okay. uh, we're real excited about that. Um, actually, all my parts are done. Um, I talked to Brad last night, Brad Gillis. He's uh-huh. in doing his guitar parts on it, and Kelly and Jack are are finishing up the vocals and. So we're real close to having it in the can, and uh it's slated i think for a spring two thousand and fourteen release so uh you know, we're real excited about it. We love you know the lineup is is strong and and uh you know we have good chemistry and and it's a lot of fun i mean you know a lot of the bands i think kind of uh, you know the veteran bands have lost the joy for making new music or recording it, but yeah. not Night Ranger. We really enjoy yeah. it, and I mean, if it's the type of thing. It's a labor of love. So even if you know, you know, people people work under these assumptions that if you're not selling a million albums, you know, why bother? And it's it doesn't really matter to us. I mean, we're real into it and happy to do it. And whoever does dig it, we're very glad that they dig it. You know.
0: Awesome. Now, do you guys write, I mean, obviously your schedule kind of dictates here in certain places. Do, uh, do you get to write with Brad and Jack, or how do, how do you guys kind of put songs together?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the Jack, Jack, Brad, and Kelly do the bulk of the writing, but I'm definitely okay. in on it. Um, I think I have two or three co-writes on this album oh. coming up, and uh, one of them I had, uh, wrote the majority of the music in. So, um, you know, I've been able to get my influence in there, and, and they're very cool about, you know, what part I play in the studio, um, okay. you know, they're, they're basically up to me, they're very um, cool in that regard, some, some bands are, you know, or have a producer or something that, you know, hangs over your shoulder, but, um, you know, the guys are really open to letting me kind of play like I play, and... And, uh, you know, thankfully that I fit the vibe of the band enough that it's not, I'm not playing anything that's, like, drastically altering the, 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 the classic sound of Night Ranger, you know?
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, why, I mean, when you guys are going into, like, the, you know, the, the kind of the classic greatest hits sort of catalog, do you do a lot of Jeff's parts? Is that kind of how you break the music up? Yeah,
1: I try and be faithful to, you know, any of the classic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a lot of respect for Jeff Watson and, and uh, everything he accomplished in in the band in his tenure. So, you know, yeah, yeah I try and pay respect to that and, and uh, yeah. stay true. I think that's what fans realistically want to hear, you know. So yeah. uh, and then, you know, I. Like I said, I mean, we've we've already completed one studio album with me, and this is the second one. So I feel like, you know, a lot of material that makes its way into the set, um, you know, I do get to play my own
0: licks, so to yeah, speak. Absolutely. Well, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was thinking when you mentioned Brad about how, I, I honestly this is kind of a, a sad testimony to the, to the age I grew up in, but my first Ozzy Osbourne record was actually the live one with Brad on it. So he was kind of like the solo versions I was used to hearing. Uh, and it was great because he did a very good job of playing, the, especially Randy stuff and Tony's stuff, very faithfully. So, you know, it was really yeah. cool.
1: But, you know, yeah, you yeah. Really... And, and the thing about Brad is, you know, he can, Brad can try to sound like somebody else and he still comes off sounding like Brad Gillis. That's the beautiful part mm-hmm. of it. So absolutely, I feel like on that Speak of the Devil album, he still, he just sounds like Brad, even though he's playing, you know, Randy's stuff and, and Tony's stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it, it it is. It's a really kind of neat that the way his you know vibrato and stuff on that playing is really kind of. Yeah, cool.
1: he's he's a real great guitar player to work with in a guitar team because you know with Braddy is such a signature sound that it a lot of territory for you to play the way you play and still be able to tell the difference between the two guitar yeah. players and, and have them compliment each other. I mean, that's really, you know, that was always what was so great about, you know, Brad and Jeff um, in the eighties is that you could always tell the difference between them. And I feel like they complimented yeah. each other playing wise. So, you know, I try and, you know, fit the mold with that. I mean, we have a, a different chemistry I think with him and Jeff, you know, they were young guys in in the band's heyday and it was maybe a little more of the head to head guitar kind of, you know, uh, I don't know, just like almost a friendly competition. And uh, with, with, with Brad and I, I think it's kind of more like big brother, little brother, you know, Yeah, I think he's, you know, kind of rooting for me all the time. And, and uh, you know, that's kind of our, our vibe together, but um, I think we play off each other really well and have our
0: own chemistry. Yeah, that that keeps it healthy, you know, and you have, you know, you know kind of a mentoring kind role as opposed to, you know, trying to outdo each other, you know, Absolutely. trying each other out. You
1: know. He's very supportive and, um, you know, yeah, he's just all-around great guy.
0: Awesome. Well, I want to thank you, Joel. It's been a pleasure talking to you again. We're going to be seeing you on uh, December 7th, Console Energy Center. We have a 3 o'clock show and I believe an 8 o'clock show, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, You'll see yours truly out there at the 3-Block Show. Looking very much forward to seeing you guys. No one thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very
1: excited to come to Pittsburgh. We're looking forward to it.
2: All right, I'd like to thank Joel for taking the time to talk to us. TSO will be here in Pittsburgh December 7th with two shows at the Console Energy Center, one at 3 and one at 8. If you're not in Pittsburgh, check out their website at trans-siberian.com for show dates near you. It's definitely worth checking out. Also worth checking out this weekend if you're in Pittsburgh, John Oliva, one of the masterminds of Trans-Siberian Orchestra, will be performing at the Rex Theater, and that will be Friday, December 6th. Alright, I'd like to thank you for tuning in. Of course, we'd like to hear your feedback, so drop us a line at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. You can also check out our social media sites, facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks, twitter.com forward slash ironcityrocks, and now Instagram.com forward slash iron Of course you can always check out our website, ironcityrocks.com. Iron City Rocks is part of the cast ironing of networks, so please check out the other podcasts in our network. Till next time, thanks for tuning in.